Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. This week, I am joined, as always, by Haley, a.k.a. Arizona Right Watch. Hello, everybody. Hello, all you beautiful listeners that I know are listening did you know, because we've talked about it before, that we are now finally at the end of Christmas season? Uh, earlier this week on the 2nd was finally Candlemas, which is the final conclusion of Christmas season, the 40th day of Christmas. I just feel the need to mention this because I mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast when it was the 12 days of Christmas. We are now at the conclusion of Christmas, so Merry Christmas. And I am also joined by the mysterious L. <laughs> I've never cared about Christmas, my beautiful babies. Me neither. I don't know. This is a Haley thing. It's a Haley thing. from her lack of Christmases growing up. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. When you escape, she's all, bottle, she's, all, she's, all, she's, all she's all Christmas constipated. <laughs> yep. She's all yes. backed up with Christmas. And then you're, we're, we're the doctor sticking our rubber glove finger first <laughs> up in the bunghole, uh, unleashing a torrent of, of bad vibes. No, it's good vibes. It's Christmas vibes. You know, it's it's epiphany. You see, Christmas vibes are really good because they are in like the real world condensed down to one month. One month of actual festivities with like a two month run up time that pisses people off. 
Yeah, people get mad like uh, if Christmas stuff starts happening after Halloween. They're like, "No, we have Thanksgiving. That you're only allowed to start Christmasing us after Thanksgiving." And then they get mad when that happens too, because it's just and Thanksgiving is like a hundred years to not to get not boring. It's like it's not on it's not on Christmas that Thanksgiving is boring. Like Thanksgiving's been an established American tradition for like a hundred <laughs> years, and while Thanksgiving is fun and it is cozy, it's not exciting. Like Christmas has a combination of like exciting and like cheerful and cozy. Thanksgiving is just cozy. The whole holiday is just you're gonna get together. Everything's gonna be sort of brown and orange, and you're gonna fucking eat too much, and then you're gonna fall asleep at four fall p.m. Asleep. And that's gonna be that. And then the next day, it, like because you spent the whole day not consuming stuff, the next day we're gonna give you discount prices on shopping, so you can go consume to your heart's content. It's yeah. like, whoa, 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 you were inside merely doing the physical act of consumption? No, no, no. We need you to come out and do, like, the larger societal consumption. We need you to get out here and buy some things. So yeah. here's a here's a new 16-inch yeah. television for $150, you dig? Come buy it at Walmart <laughs> yes. and try to somebody to get it. Oh, I love that Walmart. I have like Walmart's in the area that will be like we're now open at like six p.m. on Thanksgiving. They have like Black Thursday. They have like early like they're like we'll let you have your turkey for half the day, but then get in here and start buying shit, you rubes. Like join capitalism now. Yeah, get away from your fucking families and come shop. It's yes. about to be Valentine's Day, which means it's about to be the day after Valentine's Day, which is cheap candy day. Dude, the internet makes cheap candy available all the time. Oh, okay. I, like, don't, like, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I also partake in the uh, crime of opportunity of a day after or a week after Valentine's Day chocolate special. But mm-hmm. if you just want to do a little due diligence, you can find, like, it, it, especially if you're willing to do the Costco model where you're just like, I'll buy a lot of chocolate to save a bunch of money and just have chocolate indefinitely for a while. You can get some good chocolate prices online. I like the holiday chocolates because it's like, you know, during Valentine's Day, they're like, "Here's a here's a candy heart with raspberry flavoring because it's red." You know, and I'm like, "Wow, raspberry flavoring? That's a little unique. You don't get that everywhere." And I'm like, "I get those." You know, Halloween they'll have the the more pumpkiny flavor stuff, which is nice. Uh, Christmas, I'm not too into the Christmas flavors too much, but you know, Valentine's Day has the best like flavors in my opinion because it's red flavors it's it's cherry it's raspberry it's 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 fruit flavors you know so don't get me wrong i understand i understand the intent of what you said but it, i do think it weird that your first go-to was raspberry i like raspberry with chocolate yeah but raspberry of all the flavors of fruit you could have chosen is the one that's associated with probably the most colors Right, red raspberry is like a thing, but also blue raspberry is like a pretty common thing, and also black raspberry is a thing. <laughs> so, in terms yeah. of like color coordinated, yeah, yeah, I, I like for the listener at home, Haley is Haley is demonstrating with it with a big old a big old tub of berries, <laughs> her very self. And I'm just saying, it's like it's strange that you're first if you're just like I need to think of flavor or fruit flavor I associate with red. He was like, bam, straight to straight to the bear, straight to the berry with three different colors. <laughs> yes, I like raspberries and berries. Um... <laughs> I also like raspberries and berries. Well, I like <laughs> I like raspberries and berries mixed with stuff that has sugar in it. Oh my god, we're gonna be recording on Valentine's Day next week. Happy Valentine's season, everybody. 
<laughs> uh, we are. Yes. It's a uh, bully for us. We'll, we'll, you know, don't, don't worry about us. No plan interrupting going on here. Just, uh, just available to record at the normal time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that does seem likely. That does seem like a thing that will be happening. Boom. Actually, that's not that's not true. We're going to have to record slightly later than normal because I'm going to be on a date with my mother. Boom. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe not I, that because it might be snowing. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. She yep. was just like, hey, do you want to get together and like hang out? I know it's kind of an awkward day because it's Valentine's Day. And I was just like, I don't give a fuck about Valentine's Day. <laughs> what the fuck do I care? <laughs> I'm like an yeah. adult man. I'm, I'm I'm a single adult man. There's no reason for me to care about Valentine's Day. No, Valentine's Day is just a guilt trip. That's basically all it is. It's just designed to be like, hey, are you are you seeing somebody? You should give them some shit because this is a time without actual holidays. So we've made up a holiday for you to uh, in capitalism. Just here, do you that. Get your loved do... ones some shit anytime right. of the year. Yeah, just get. Get your loved one some shit, but now it's a duty that you're honor bound to do so because society has dictated it. Boom. There you go. Mm-hmm. The same. You know, I, I get enough relationship FOMO anytime I get horny. You know, <clears> I, don't, <throat> I don't need to be about that life on February 14th. Oh, I wish I, oh, I, wish I had a partner or whatever. It's just like, eh, I get that, you know, I get that pretty frequently when I'm just like, oh, excellent. An erection. Well, <laughs> I wish it look, looks around for partner, finds nothing. Ah, oh, bummer. Ah, oh, beans. Like, you know, <laughs> and that, that doesn't have to be, that doesn't have to be February 14th. <laughs> well, we'll all be hanging out. So maybe we can be each other's Valentine. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I, <laughs> the, the woo figures are really selling it. Uh, uh yeah, I mean, well, we, we will be here recording, same bat time, same bat channel. Listeners, you'll be our Valentine. Yeah, yeah. you will have to drink out any of that chalk-ass candy that's supposed to be a thing that you eat mm-hmm. at Valentine's Day. How the, fu- how the fuck do they keep getting away with it? Them and the I don't know, there is people. one what brand in particular that just, it drives me mad. It's like, why is it all chalk? Dude, it's Neko. <laughs> it's probably the Neko company. I think you're correct. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, I, I believe, I believe at, the, at the very least, Mike should know the Neko company very well. Yeah, because because Neko Neko I believe stands for New England Confectionery Candy Company or whatever, mm. something like that. Yeah, like, I've seen Neko so, wafers all over the place. They're terrible. Yeah, they're yeah. horrendous. But the thing is that I believe Neko sells them year round. Like at least like like the the wafers. You know, you you can go to right. But but New England still has fucking moxie and shit too. It's it's the well. It's like the wild west up there. Yes, it's like, guys. So like you know, the rest of the country left behind some of this puritanical bullshit for a reason. Like you know. I'm, yeah. I'm surprised they don't have like the like any like bland just English cuisine up there, you know, like beans on toast. Like, like <laughs> how do we not zap bullet? <laughs> yeah, that would be. Oh my god, could you imagine an actual like English food restaurant where just like no spices, nothing? You you're just like driving by, like it's like uh, like. Our area, the North Shore of Massachusetts, is just literally just endless cuisine options. And I can just imagine driving by like a Greek place, a Thai place, an Indian place, a Korean place. And you get to the English place and it's just like, here's some fish with no seasoning. Boom. There you go. How do you like that? It's like, this is horrible. How are you still in business? We're, like, We're a mob front. Yeah, that that's, that Oops. tracks. That's, that's the only way this could work. I mean, it's just like, oh, my God. Sorry if you heard that. I mean, English uh, English food could be good, I guess. You know, I'm sure if there's like, so if we have English listeners out there who are fuming mad right now because we don't appreciate their local delicacy, whatever it might be, you know, 
prove us wrong, I guess. Like, prove us wrong. We're, we're, yes. we're American snobs, and our food is greasy and salty, and, and therefore it just tastes better than most foods. And <laughs> if it doesn't, we import foods from other countries that taste better than our food, like Indian food, the king of all foods. <laughs> Which is another thing that England did get right. They also they, they they were they were actually on the cutting edge of that. They were like, hey, you know what food is better than ours? Indian food. So why bother developing our own shit? We can just have and we can just be like, hey, we're taking over your country, and you know we're just going to mix our shit with yours, and uh, we're ta- we're taking your food. <laughs> it's like, you, yeah. you you colonizing sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do love Indian food, man. That shit is great. Yeah, yeah. Greek, Greek food too. Greek food is mad underrated. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. food in yeah. general, and also sh- shout out, shout out to the carpenter or whatever that just keeps like banging two by fours or some shit against the side of my house periodically. It's pretty- <laughs> I don't know that's picking up on the microphone, but it's driving me fucking bananas every time it keeps happening. I'm just like, dude, figure th- whatever you're doing, figure that shit the fuck out. Yeah, I, I haven't heard that. Thank God, but that yeah, does sound incredibly annoying. Well, I, I guess oh I guess the microphone is doing its job as intended. But yeah, periodically, yeah. it's yeah. just—I mean, it's—it's it's still th- like th- like fucking thumping and banging. I can feel it in my feet. Like I don't know what the fuck they're doing out there, but they're about to get yelled at if they don't knock it off. Because <laughs> you're thumping. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like, dude. Like I don't yeah. know. You get the fucking. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sweet Christmas. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's the, that's the energy we're bringing in 2024. You know, like let's let's transition yeah. to being an old man. I'm the old man on the house next door. I don't give a fuck what you're doing. Shut up. <laughs> Access ramp. Who? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's building but, a birdhouse for orphaned pigeons. You know, yeah. you fuck. Yeah, yeah. Impossible <laughs> to care about any of those words. You know, and then, <laughs> like I. I, I I don't give a fuck if he's building a shelter for orphaned humans. Get like, <laughs> did, like do it quietly, yeah, or do, do 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 it when I'm at work. You know, yeah, yeah. The, the shit isn't supposed to exist when I'm not focusing on it. What's going on here? <laughs> uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Let's move into our amuse-amuse. It's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the amuse-bouche. All right. Uh, the Grammys happened, and it it brought hell along with it in the form of like a bunch of uh, just discourse that I guess pr- probably doesn't really need to be discourse, but of course it's happening because the Grammys are a platform for celebrities to say and do shit, and uh, and then we get to consume it, and then a lot of people get to form their own dumb fuck opinions. Uh, so normally I would throw this over to uh, our good friend Mike Rains, uh, but instead I'm going to seize the reins, waka waka, myself oh. for a moment. Uh, to just be like, look, I know you're never going to listen to this, Jay-Z, uh, but if anybody who's listening to this can get into Jay-Z's ear, can you please just tell him to shut the fuck up about everything? Like, I don't want to hear you, Jay-Z, just shut the fuck up. Like, I don't think it's heroic for you to get out there and just be like, hey, my wife has won the most Grammys of all time, but she's never won Best Album, but that's fucked up, and fuck you. That just sounds like Sour Grapes, dude. You're both billionaires. Shut the fuck up. I don't care about that. Like, so hard for it. Like, the only people that care about that are already in your corner, my dude. Like, you're not, you're literally preaching to maximum the choir. This is my Grammys rant. It, like, of all the crazy shit that happened at the Grammys, this is the part that pissed me off the most. That motherfucker had the audacity to go up on stage and just be like, dude, my wife, the most Grammys of all time. Fucking crazy. But she's never won this one Grammy. So fuck you. You guys all suck. Like, boo. Uh, a bunch of people here are frauds. You're all frauds. <laughs> it's just like, shut the 
But it's like, Jay-Z, this is, the, this is the craziest look ever, man. You're a billionaire. You have a billion dollars. Shut the fuck up. Like, and also it was just like, like he, he said, I don't want to embarrass, I don't want to embarrass her. And it's just like, so you're doing this without her approval? Like, I mean, dude, like you are, like, I mean, if she is capable of being embarrassed by some, by, by some random person like me being like, this is a bad fucking look, then yeah, you were embarrassing her. Because it, it was a shitty look, dude. I thought that shit looked bad, weak, and embarrassing. I was like, what are you doing? I was like, who, who are you, Kanye West, interrupting, like, bro, like, this is fucking crazy. Like, that shit, the day of that shit is done, man. Like, everybody, for the most part, sort of agrees that the Grammys are, like, mostly fraudulent to begin with. So, like, if they matter so much to you that you need to say shit like that, then, like, dude, reevaluate your shit. You're a billionaire. Shut up. Okay, that's my rant about Jay-Z. Now I'll toss it over to Mike Rand to talk about... I want to talk before the, we get into the conspiracy section. My God, so, another rant. Hell yeah, get in there. Rant. Um, so I did not watch the Grammys. I don't really know what you're talking about. I think I saw a clip of that. Uh, I don't watch... <coughs> excuse me. I don't watch the actual award shows, but I do... I love looking after on the, the websites that will show you the most fashion from the events i want to see every person's dress i don't care how irrelevant i find you i want to see your outfit i want to see every angle i want to know the designer i want to know what necklace you're wearing i want to critique it heavily and figure out ways in my head that your outfit could have looked better because honestly a lot of you look like shit this year um but there were some good outfits this year. The one that's sticking out most in my head is Doja Cat. I thought her outfit was great. She had these fake like cathedral tattoos all over her. I didn't like the brand being on her forehead as a tattoo, but the dress was fire. She had these peak nipples out. It was sick. She looks good. Um, let's see. Uh, Taylor Swift looked nice, but it was just like nice. It was just like, yeah, that's Taylor Swift. She's looking nice as usual. Um, you, you missed know, the symbolism. Was... Oh, okay. Well, we'll get to that. Ice Spice, I thought, looked fire. It was very baby fat era, but as a, like, couture dress, which I thought was interesting. Um, so anyway, just some of my personal favorites. I thought Miley looked kind of interesting. I would have done the hair different and maybe the design on that chain dress thingy a little different, but it, it was kind of cool. So that's my opinion. This is not conspiracy. This is not anything. This is Haley's Fashion Corner. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Mike? Okay. <laughs> What's so, the symbolism uh, in the dress? So uh, Taylor was wearing a necklace that had a watch on it, and the watch was oh, I saw set. that. Right, and the watch was set to midnight, and this was because her album that was nominated in one was titled Midnight's. And this is part of the game that is kind of played between Taylor and the Swifties, where she puts little clues and little references to her work in her outfits and stuff like that. And so in a, in a, in a really funny way, like Taylor is doing what QAnon imagines Trump is doing, but she's actually doing it for her actual hardcore fans to catch the winks and nods she's giving them. Whereas QAnon has to listen to Trump's incoherent babble and then run to the Q drops and then try to discern how Trump was relating his gibberish 
to the messages that Ron Watkins posted on the internet like five years ago. So it's very funny seeing a celebrity do this in reality while I've literally spent years monitoring a movement that imagines that Trump is doing this, but he's not because Trump would never have the foresight and knowledge to be like, yeah, I should do this thing because it's a reference to this other thing that's about me. Because again, he has like the brain of a gerbil. So it was, it, that was very funny, but QAnon can never let anything go. Um, so they tried to bake Taylor Swift's midnight necklace into being a reference to Paul Revere's uh, midnight ride and the shot heard around the world that led to Lexington and Concord. So maybe Taylor is referencing the second American revolution. Maybe it's all happening for real this time. And now Taylor Swift is a white hat who's trying to save us all. Um, which that that's always again another thing that QAnon loves to do. They love to turn their villains into secret heroes because it keeps the game going. Uh, beyond that, they've also uh, decided to um, the they've also decided that. Olivia Rodrigo and her uh, performance was, of course, a Luciferian tribute. She did the song Vampire, and she had fake blood smeared on her during the performance, which, of course, her dress was is... also very pretty. She looked good. Yeah. And, <laughs> and but because uh, she did the, the blood thing, that's obviously adrenochrome. It's obviously uh, a Luciferian blood ritual, and she is enthralled to Satan. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the fact that the song is called Vampire. It has nothing oh, to do with the song is called Vampire. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. Also, bro, it, it, okay, Grammy, Grammy's rant number two. This one's surprisingly not about the Grammys at all. It really chaps my ass and I'm watching like, Vampire Media and like vampires like fucking go in there to like get their suck on. They do a big suck. And they're like, they're so sloppy with it. They're like throat tearing and like bending over the neck. So like blood squirting everywhere, get all over their clothes and all over the room and shit. It's just like, dude, that's not how real people act with normal food. And that's also not how animals act with their food. Like when lions attack zebras and shit, like they're just, they're doing shit to get them killed efficiently. They're not doing stuff to like, they don't like fucking tear out their throat. They're just like, ah, I'm getting sprayed in the face of warm pressurized blood. It's like <laughs> vampires are supposed to be like these like perfect creatures or whatever, but every like almost every type of fiction portrays them as just being these like stupid lunatics when they eat. It just makes it so hard to take them seriously. Like do better, and, do and, and you would better. yeah. And the vampires have been around for hundreds of years. They've drained a million necks. They they're constantly needing blood. You'd think they'd be very efficient at it, that they wouldn't We're literally. It, but they're still just like <laughs> like a Tasmanian <laughs> devil. Yeah, like forty five minutes of like mesmerizing a person, like enchanting a lady, and then you get her into the dark alley, and it's just like. Oh shit! We're barely out of the out of the eyeline of anybody walking by. So sneaky, <laughs> like a television Mickey about a blood coming out of this woman, and it's just like, dude, what? Absolutely not. It would be like the subtle, like, oh, I'm kissing the nape of your neck, and now I'm biting and sucking your neck. It's any onlooker. It would just look like a normal thing, but I'm totally killing you. Like, is that crazy? But people just can't help themselves. Subtlety is dead, 
and they're just like, no, when you film this scene, it's got he's got to be tearing out her jugular, dude. Like, otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> he's got he's, he's to be tearing out her jugular. He's, like, not getting more than, like, half the blood that's coming out of her. He's barely getting a sip of it. But we just need to be really visual and <laughs> yeah, gruesome. Like if, <laughs> like, if you got, like, a small pizza. Like, or, or any, a pizza of any size. But it would be it would be the least ridiculous with a small pizza. You just, like, open up this, like, small pizza, and it's like, ah, oh, dude, I'm so hungry, I can't wait for this pizza. You just slam the whole thing into your face and just start <laughs> chewing as fast as possible. And, like, yeah, you're gonna get some of the pizza. But you're also gonna get a lot of it on you and your clothes and all over the place. And you're wasting most of it. Anyway, vampires are mad dumb. So hard to take them seriously, dude. Vampires are supposed to be subtle. And then, like, werewolves are supposed to be, like, the tear you apart, bathing your blood sort of shit. And, like, that's fine. They're big monsters. or Anyway, it's a real dumb thing to be annoyed about, but it's always pissed me off. Back to the Grammys. <laughs> My final note on the Grammys is that men, all men listening right now, I don't care what your body type is. I don't care how you look. You should look up Lenny Kravitz's outfit and buy that for yourself. Make yourself feel better and show that off to your um, partner because it that was a, that's a good look. Lenny Kravitz looked fire at the Grammys. He's like almost 60. Yeah, he's always he's always had pretty good fashion for his mm-hmm. body type, you know. He he's he's always he's always looked pretty good. He looks like he's he's always been sort of like the he's had like the subtle rock star look, which is crazy because he's also he's also been out there putting out music for like what 40 years or whatever, 30 years. Anyway, yeah, uh, Killer Mike also got arrested for allegedly mixing it up with a security guard which led a billion people on TikTok Hulk. to fucking out themselves by just be like he also won three Grammys. And in the process of winning the three games, he got outed by a bunch of like outed a bunch of people on TikTok, just being like, "Killer who? Who's this guy? Oh, it's so crazy!" But Drake was up there. Oh, you telling me he was better than Travis Scott? And I'm just like, dude. Like, regardless of whether or not you thought he deserved those Grammys, like going out and publicly saying that you don't know who Killer Mike is, like on your TikTok, that's allegedly about hip hop stuff. It's fucking embarrassing, dude. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> it's just insanely embarrassing. Like. At least Google the guy before you do that hot take, my friend, and just be like, "Oh shit! Oh, shout it, shout it out by Kendrick Lamar in this one song that was pretty popular." And, oh shit, work with Outkast like twenty years ago and won Grammy for that's crazy. And like, oh shit, half of Run the Jewels. It's pretty interesting. And like, Killer Mike's been working for a long time. It should be no surprise to anyone who's actually cared about hip hop. It would be like if you didn't know who Most Def was or something. You know what I mean? Because it's another like old head who's like still around doing stuff now. And like, like I've heard some people just be like, "Who's this guy?" Although, at least Most Def changed his name to Yousef or Yasef something or whatever, you know? He changed his fucking name, so... <laughs> what was the situation yeah. around beating up the the, the, the security I've guard? only heard Killer Bike's team's version of it, but... That's enough uh, for me. What's, what is it? Oh, uh, I guess some female security guard, and I only specify that because the other guy I read specified it. Mm. Uh, I guess, like, came up on him and were just like, hey, man, like, you can't be back here. Let me see your tickets. Because, again, obviously not a hip-hop fan. They, they somehow didn't know who Killer Mike was, even though he's in there with a tuxedo. Maybe if he was holding his three Grammys, but uh, they're just like, "Hey, man, you can't be back here, whatever." And uh, they were just like, "All right," and just like one of his people, I guess, went to produce credentials or something, while like Mike just went to just keep moving because it was the Grammys and he was there to receive several Grammys. Uh, and the security guard, I guess, like like physically got up in in somebody's face. I'm not sure if it's Killer Mike or one of his people. And uh, in that altercation says that they were shoved to the ground and suffered uh, injuries enough that they were just like, citizens arresting you. You're being arrested citizenly by me, an arresting citizen. Um, Yeah. So 
the security guard was cry- crying about getting a big shove from uh, somebody who uh, they didn't recognize that did belong where they were supposed to be, but didn't have their credentials out immediately. So for the record, like they were probably just doing their job. And uh, yeah, I guess that was that. But again, like it was Killer Mike and his like squad of people. You know, I'm sure Killer Mike's got some dudes around him, like big, like security dudes. So like at the very least, like probably not physical stepping to them. We like, should put you, know, you in a suit and make you a security guard for Killer Mike. Maybe like I, I mean I would like I would I would love to hang out with Killer Mike. I mean <laughs> I'd be like, dude, let's get high and talk about politics and rap. <laughs> <laughs> what was the deal with that? In it? He likes punk music too. I'd be like, dude, we could talk about like all sorts of cool music and shit. Like you know, yeah. th- those rap guys have to be pretty well versed. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, so that's 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 what I've heard like allegedly from this shit. Uh, most like the only reason I'm I'm this informed about it is because like the, there's been this like huge TikTok beef. It was like immediately transitioning from the Megan Thee Stallion versus Nicki Minaj beef where Megan Thee Stallion decapitated fucking Nicki Minaj like a fatality from Mortal Kombat game just held her head with spinal cord dangling. Ah! Uh, and that was that. <laughs> and Nicki Minaj dropped her shit and it was just like, oh, this is what you came back with? Uh, oh, shit. Did you hear Killer Mike got uh, bumped into it by a security guy? That shit was crazy. <laughs> like, that, was, that was the end of that beef. Uh, and that's that. Okay, so, uh, but we've been talking about the graves for 100 years. So let's move on uh, to uh, our good friend Cancer is back. And uh, on top of killing a douchebag country star, it's also going after one of English's, uh, English, one of England's premier monarchs. Okay, Uh, you don't have to show them respect. uh, Oh, I'm I'm, I'm, like, you know, I'm kind of pumped about both of these because it turns out that, well, it turns out the country stars tend to have problematic views about shit. They say dumb shit and then they get killed by cancer. You're like, yay. Uh, I mean, I'm like, yay. That's a personal thing. Just me. Just the mysterious self from Hell World. I don't speak for everybody. Uh, okay, but for more of this, back over to Mike Grades. Mike Grades, give give us more details, more deets. Okay, so uh, King Charles has been diagnosed with cancer, and this has made QAnon very happy because <laughs> uh, they hate the British monarchy and L, QAnon. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, broken clock is uh, is right <laughs> twice a day. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, 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 the day after Epstein got found dead in his prison cell, like or like when I, however many days it was, the next time we recorded, I was just like, guys, like for the record, I mean, I'm, I'm with them on this one. This seems pretty, this seems pretty suspect. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's oh, yeah, that, that, was, that was their moment. That was that was QAnon's ultimate moment. There were like so many headlines. Where it was like, is QAnon right? They were just like, oh my god, Epstein was their ultimate validation. They were so happy in that moment. But uh, yeah, so the King Charles has been diagnosed with cancer. Uh, QAnon loves this because they hate the British monarchy. And also this allows them to say their favorite question, which is, quote, vaxxed. They have <laughs> create. You've, you've probably heard of the blood clots. You've probably heard of the encephalitis that makes your heart explode. You've probably heard of all the other uh, VADs, the vaccine AIDS that the, that, uh, these, that the vaccines give you. But now uh, we have a new and improved way that the vaccine kills you, and it's known as turbo cancer. So when you get vaccinated with a COVID shot, you not only get cancer, you get turbo cancer. The cancer just is so fast and so aggressive. There's no way to treat it. Is it sponsored by Mr. Beast? 
I hope so. God, Mr. <laughs> Beast, yeah, get, get on that because if any if anything was equal to your brand, it's people's love of cancer. So mm-hmm. yes, I think that Mr. Beast and cancer. I mean, that's the only should... the, Turbo Cancer is the only thing that could make sense because he's such a spry young man. What's his age again? Yes, <laughs> one million. I believe it's I love... actually. Isn't it actually like ninety one or something insane like that? Like the dude is fucking old as fuck. He's so old. <laughs> he's seventy five. 75 okay so it's less old than i thought 75 is a lot and he and it's just like yeah dude like if somebody is when your grandpa is diagnosed with cancer it does suck but you're not just like why god like how did how good is it happen it's like dude old human beings are just susceptible to cancer it's just like it's part of what makes us us Yeah, this dude was literally, he literally lived his whole life waiting for his mother to finally die so he could get the crown. And now that he's had the crown for like five minutes, he's immediately diagnosed with cancer. So it's just like, man, like Prince Harry is just like, oh, baby, nice 50 year reign incoming. Oh, snap. I mean, it's just like so funny. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Wow, getting your hands on the getting your hands on the crown when you're like already on death's door is gotta just be like such a fucking it's like what a kick in the dick. <laughs> yeah. What a kick in the dick for me, person who has never suffered a single day of my whole life. Yeah. All those yeah. movies about the monarchy are always so boring and stuffy and like just like I'm gonna catch some Z's while this is on. But I think the King Charles movie should be a, a funny uh black comedy, you know? Like a <laughs> it's just a funny it's just a funny dark humor uh comedy um because yeah that's funny to me yeah, yeah. just literally <laughs> just literally like just shaking his head angrily at his mother for 30 years and then she <laughs> and then she finally croaks and he's like i did it now the crown is mine and then a doctor runs in and whispers to him and he's like no no just take it away yes <laughs> Um, on top of this, be- yeah. you've yeah. got cancer. <laughs> you've got, you've got- yeah, you just, you just get that like fucking like reading reading a book to some kids. Like his fucking aide comes in, and it's just like a second cancer is just hit your colon. It's just like, oh, God. <laughs> um, of course. The, the, the turbo cancer and the vaccine can't be the only conspiracy theory here. Uh, QAnon, which will do anything to turn Donald Trump's gibberish into prophecy, uh, reacted to his bizarre post that he made on Truth Social, where Trump was like, a lot of people say I look like Elvis. Do you see the resemblance? And it was like a split face of like half Elvis, half Trump, trying to make Trump look like Elvis, which was really weird. And a lot of people were like, oh, man, Trump kind of going off the deep end more than usual. What the fuck are you on about, mate? Then King Charles gets cancer and people were like, three days after Trump says he looks like the king, Elvis Presley, the king gets cancer. How did Trump know this was coming? Well, that makes sense. Yeah, Trump's just an oracle. He just knows these things. But he can only tell you these things via incoherent codes that you could never discern in the future and can only see in hindsight. Because that's that's what the power of prophecy is all about. Having your prophecies only fulfilled in retrospect. Not calling your shot. Like, so, yeah. 
we've had a lot of fun with uh, Prince Charles, now King Charles, now soon to be ex-King Charles, uh, and his uh, health diagnosis. So. Yeah, look, I mean, normally normally cancer is just, like, unequivocally the worst, but some weeks, you know, it does put up a couple of dubs, so. <laughs> Shout out to cancer oh. for the week. And now I am oh. speaking for the show. We love cancer. <laughs> yes. Love it. My final comment oh. on this is that I just hope that Prince William and Prince Harry duel to the death for the throne. That'd be great. I would be, I, I endorse that also. Oh, the other fun thing was, is, uh, as uh, Elle was referencing, uh, Toby Keith passed away, and there's a bunch of QAnon people that are throwing a fit, because they're like, Toby Keith gave Taylor Swift her big break, and she hasn't said anything about him passing away yet. It goes to show you what a like reprehensible scumbag Taylor Swift is. It's like, yeah, he gave her her big break, and then their politics differed very much. And he was a right-wing guy that was canceling the Dixie Chicks, and she's a liberal. So, I mean, she's probably trying to work on a diplomatic message about how, like, it sucks that he died. But, hey, uh, not going to get too, like, crazy about it. Oh, yeah. The, the bringing up Taylor Swift again reminds me. So the, the, they brought fucking Tracy Chapman out of retirement to sing Fast Car the Luke Combs or whatever up uh, up on stage. And it was a good performance. Everybody seemed like they were really enjoying it. But the only people in the audience that were visibly on their feet for the whole fucking thing were Taylor Swift and Jelly Roll. And I was just like, damn, I've never had more respect for either of these two. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, I don't I don't especially give a fuck about either Taylor Swift or Jelly Roll under normal circumstances. But in a room full of musicians, most of them should probably be on their feet for the whole performance. I mean, it's one of the best folk songs ever. And Tracy Sanders yeah. coming out of retirement to perform it. Like live yeah. front of everybody, it's yeah. just like fucking stand up from your dining room tables for a little bit, and you yeah. know what I mean. Like, <laughs> and, and, yeah, oh yeah, and a uh, shout out to the husband for more entreaty because he was standing up next to Jelly Roll. I remember. Yeah, I, I had no idea who that guy was, but I was like, that guy gets it too. Like, like it was yeah. just like it's. I was like, it's Jelly Roll and some other guy. <laughs> yeah. And the only reason I know Jelly Roll is because he he sort of looks like me if I had tattoos. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> he, he he's what fat people really look like. He 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 doesn't look he, like Fat Thor, which is what most fat fetish ladies seem to want fat people to look like. Just like, oh, can you look like Chris Hemsworth with like a ball gut? And it's like, no, that's not usually how it works. You don't usually look like a shredded, attractive dude. It's just like, but I have a really big beer belly, you know? <laughs> yeah, literally every pound of every pound of fat on me just concentrates right here. Okay, anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. That's why I'm across the bear. Let's get out of Bushin with uh, some QAnon on QAnon violence. And by violence, I mean probably just keyboard warrior shit. Uh, Mike, I love a QAnon infight. So what's going on this time? Uh, so uh, Doc Holiday, uh, D-O-Q Holiday, is a Twitter promoter, a QAnon promoter. He's got like six-figure followers. He decided he had a hair across his ass about the QAnon group known as We the Media. We the Media was a group of quote unquote serious QAnon promoters that featured Praying Medic, Jordan Sather, Joe M, and a bunch of other shitbags you guys have probably heard about. And so Doc basically went to Awakened Outlaw, who was part of We the Media, and was like, yo, bro. What was your little gatekeeper community all about? Why were you guys trying to silence other QAnon people? And, like, what was your deal? Like, why were you guys evil and bad? And Awakened Outlaws responds to these rather leading and uh, 
not very friendly questions was to block Doc Holliday and then to do a post about infighting in the community and how people are tearing each other down and that we need to be lifting each other up and blah, blah, blah. And we're all fighting the uh, baby murdering Satanist bad people who are awful and bad. And that's where our focus should be. And Doc Holliday basically then can basically said that we, the media is a, is a controlled opposition false front. That's trying to lure people back into complacency and to let George Soros win. So that was very exciting watching these people uh, just fragment and splinter QAnon further and further. Like when the media talks about this movement, they talk about QAnon as though it was a, it is a monolith and everyone is in lockstep believing the things they believe in and yin and the yin and a, and they all do believe most of the same dumb, crazy shit, but it's just like religion. It's like the fact that you have all these different sects of Christianity in America all over just arguing on certain theological fucking grounds about why they're right about this and why you're wrong about it. And so this is what inevitably happens with a movement like QAnon, where there is no actual truth to the movement. It's just shit you're making up as you go along. So if a group of people happen to think that now Michael Flynn is a bad guy and a bunch of other people think he's a good guy still, they're going to have a pissing contest over it and get all upset at each other. And that's what's going on here mostly is the uh, the fiction that like the friction that started about with uh, Matrix and Authority and Spooky Groove about Flynn being a bad guy. Now more people are getting in on that shit because this is the fun of the game. You just get to fucking look at all your heroes and villains on TV and then you come up with shit about them. And then you're like, wait a minute. What if Michael Flynn was a bad guy? Wouldn't that be crazy? And people are like, oh, shit, man. And then you try to reread the Q drops to find clues to validate your opinion about shit. It's it's just all this nonsense. It's like this is the same shit that leads Jehovah's Witnesses to having like necklaces on that say no blood transfusions if you find my body. Just let me pass on so that God. Uh, can my be family happy uses uh, ID cards. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you check your wallet when they're sprawled out dying, and they're like, "Oh, don't save this one." Yeah, this one wants to die. <laughs> Did you got to yeah, check your it, elders before you wreck your elders? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? <laughs> or resuscitate your elders, as it were. That's <laughs> the same thing. Do you, do, do you know how, how, how damaging that would be to birth your brain in your wallet? Don't put me in an ambulance. I'd rather die in the subway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Speaking yep. of a bleak dystopia, let's transition to our Arizona is a Flaming Creator roundup of the week, featuring Arizona Right Watch, a.k.a. Haley, our good friend. And co-host Haley, how is it going in Arizona this week? Um, well, you know, the huge bad. Um, Okay, (laughs) Uh, play that news bump. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, like, there's a lot going on. We talked about the border convoy briefly last week. Um, that uh, it's called "Take Our Border Back." It was. It's like. A convoy of far-right fucks uh, who uh, are, had the intention of going down to the border. They presented it as like a, we're going to go hold hands and sing Kumbaya down at the border. Uh, but, you know, there was a lot of people very openly talking about violence. 
there was some neo-Nazis talking about infiltrating um, to, you know, just further radicalize these people. Some people are down there just looking for an excuse, you know, to just shoot a migrant, shoot a, a humanitarian worker down there. Um, so anyway, I, I mentioned last week, like, this isn't going to be too huge in numbers, I don't imagine, but it will be a lot of really uh, radical people radicalized people not radical in a good way radicalized in the bad way um and not not ninja turtles radical no though they're not getting pizza they're well actually we'll get to that in a minute but um so uh, for the full coverage that like there was three locations there was eagle pass texas there was um yuma uh arizona and then uh san Ysidro, california uh, the main location was Eagle Pass. That's where like Ted Nugent went, Sarah Palin, politicians, some like some far right politicians were there. Um, for listeners who want more coverage, go to uh, uh, Amanda Moore's timeline. Uh, regular on the show, Amanda Moore. Um, uh, and then um, also uh, what's his name, Devin uh, uh, Berg Berghart on Twitter. Uh, they were both there covering it. They have been covering it since the beginning. Amanda was there getting harassed by freaks that she was covering. Um, so yes, but that was the Texas one. The Arizona one is my expertise. I unfortunately couldn't go to the convoy this weekend because I had other work, unfortunately, because the world of extremism is vast. But, um, I was keeping an eye on some stuff. Um, so the, 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 the people that convoyed down to the Arizona, the, some people convoyed from California here. Um, but some people also convoyed from a, a restaurant called, uh, I believe it's the great American pizza. Great. Great American pizza and subs. Excuse me. Um, it's in Golden Valley, Arizona, which is kind of near Kingman, Arizona, which is like northern Arizona. The first convoy that these that that happened uh, two years ago, uh, when they were mad about vaccine stuff, this was the first location stop. Was this Great American Pizza and Subs? It's hilarious. It's like this gigantic lot that's like it's meant for trucks to park there. And it's the worst pizza you'll ever have. It's very thick. The, the 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 dough is awful. The sauce is awful. It is not good. Um, but there's paintings. There's like there's like there's like MAGA artwork all over the the restaurant and all over the the uh, the like outside too. Like they had this big mural that just said like Trump, uh, twenty twenty, and then when he lost, they kept. They were, they were, they were, they were Trump's going to be back in office people. So that it was like Trump 2021, they changed it. And then Trump 2022 and then Trump 2023. Now it says Trump 2024. Um, <laughs> and I enjoyed hmm? the flags that were, people were waving like from 2020 on that was like Trump 2024 or before they were just <laughs> covering all, all four possible years that Trump could be reinstated to power. They have this huge mural right in the pizza in the in the main you know area where people sit and eat, and it's the Washington crossing the Delaware painting, but he's holding up a pizza. 
<laughs> is it and a then, cheese pizza? Am I right? It. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Actually, no. I can't perpetuate that. I, 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 we need to. We need to stop letting those people ruin our pizza. Pizza sacred. Keep it out of your, pizza mm-hmm. Switzerland. Keep it out of your shit. What they made is barely pizza. But anyways, there's Trump everywhere. There's like there's like there's so much Trump stuff everywhere. There's a Trump teddy bear in there. It's just like it's a Trump explosion in there. They also went down to the border. They had their own little convoy to go down there together. Um, but the the thing that actually became an issue uh, down there is that. There is humanitarian groups down there that provide water to migrants at the near the Arizona Mexico border. They provide, uh, you know, um, they help them with shelter if they need, um, you know, food uh, assistance with their paperwork. Uh, you know, they're uh, it's humanitarian groups, and there was some people from the convoy that came and started harassing. Um, their camp their encampment um this is this uh one of the streamers he um they're they're all from the last convoy all these people are from the last convoy um and they're pretty they're all like violent uh you know uh just streamers that go around the country looking to film content uh so they they went down and were harassing migrants and harassing the uh people at the the camp down here. Uh, this is actually kind of common. Uh, like there's been a lot of, uh, far right outlets that have been drawing attention to some of these humanitarian groups down at the border. Um, they know what they're fucking doing. They know that they're trying to get these people hurt in whatever way happens in whatever way their radicalized fan base chooses to take out that measure. Um, and, Besides the convoy, uh, that that uh, that that humanitarian group is also recently been getting harassed by someone named named Cade Lamb. That's Cade Lamb. Uh, that would be the son of Pinal County Sheriff Mark Lamb. He is currently running for U.S. Senate against Carrie Lake. He doesn't have a shot to beat Carrie in the primary, but. This guy is a nightmare. This guy is Joe Arpaio uh, 2.0 with a family of freaks. Um, And yeah, his, his son, his son um, was in the U S army. And he often, he has his own podcast where he complains that he was upset that he wasn't, he had Kyle, he, he, they're, they're buddies with Kyle Rittenhouse and he had Kyle Rittenhouse on. And he was telling Kyle Rittenhouse that he was upset that when he was in the army, he and his buddies didn't like get to, you know, like punch their card, even though they were in the military. And Kyle was down in Kenosha getting his shots in, getting more kills than they ever could get. Um, and he was like jealous that he wasn't in America like during that time and instead like overseas. So this guy's kind of a, a fucking freak. It's kind of, this guy's kind of a little bit of a freak. Um, and he's, he's recently, um, like formed his own group called Sonora Ascent Group. And they've been like promoting themselves kind of as like a little, like wannabe militia harassing this migrant group, filming themselves, like going through their encampment and going through their stuff and just like filming migrants who don't want to be filmed and like filming their paperwork and stuff. 
And Sheriff Lamb has been promoting this in his in his uh, U.S. Senate like uh, letters, like you know his like give me donation letters. He's like, look at this video. His his his, his donation letters was like, please, I missed my funding goals by eighty three percent. Can you please give me fifty bucks so I can send another email out? Like those yeah, ultra ultra cheerful, ultra making his campaign sound great emails. Yeah, he moved on from those, and now he's like, look at this shocking video that my son filmed. Give me money. Um, so th- this is this seems to be a little bit of a problem. Uh, this is definitely um, a lot of people have been targeting these humanitarian groups. Ban- some of Bannon's stooges are often down there filming. That Ben Berkwam is often harassing people down there. Uh Politicians, no matter where they are in this goddamn state, use the border as an opportunity to go film anti-migrant, uh, like xenophobic, just the most racist-ass propaganda you'll ever see. Uh, so yeah, uh, this is uh, not good in my opinion. This is uh, this is this is an uh, 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 ongoing story, I would imagine. So sorry that wasn't so cheerful. Moving on. Yeah, dude, what a bummer. Let's, let's move on to some more cheerful headlines, Mr. Mike Rains. I'm sorry. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. Yeah, dude, I was getting sick about talking about migrants on the border. So for our first headline for the week, let's talk about migrants on our border, of course. Border, border <laughs> crisis, border wars, border nothing. Oh, wow, what a coincidence. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that, uh, it turns out that, our border, if nothing, is uh, a line that separates uh, the people that live in reality from the uh, stupid conservative fucks that make up somehow just about half of the American political system. Uh, and for more information on that, let's toss over to Mike Rains to bum us out even further. Mike, bum us out even further, man. <laughs> uh so the border is the greatest crisis America is facing in this day in our history, where literally America is about to be destroyed by its horrible open border, allowing hundreds of millions of immigrants to pour across our uh, into our lands unchecked, unchallenged. Or it's just something that Republicans want to complain about. After hashing out a draconian immigration bill, according to a lot of people, Republicans were like, yeah, we got everything we wanted, but now Donald Trump told us we don't want it anymore. So fuck it. We don't care. And then they killed their own bill immediately after having created it. And Donald Trump then got out in front of the cameras in Nevada and said, if you want to blame me for killing the the border security bill, go ahead. It is totally fair to do so because I did that. I wanted, I just wanted to campaign on this issue. I didn't want an actual solution. So we're good. I'm totally cool with it. What's really funny about this from the QAnon perspective is that the, the bleeding and the incoherent stupidity of Trump is always uh, somehow uh, rewritten and re and somehow translated into genius and an elegant 5d chess move that will lead to our inevitable victory over the deep state. QAnon has been totally silent about what Trump is doing with uh, killing the border deal and deciding that he just wants to campaign on the issue. It's uh, very odd that they haven't found their spin for why Trump is doing this. I think eventually they'll just settle on the fact that the bill was somehow bad. Even when the when like the Border Patrol Union said, this is a great bill and we will urge Congress to pass it immediately. So like the people on the ground 
on the border. We're like, bang up job, guys. You did it. Finally, a bill we can get behind. And then Republicans and Trump were like, well, you're not going to get the bill. Go fuck yourselves, buddies. So that was great. But yeah, eventually, I'm sure that they'll come up with some idea that like, oh, yeah, the bill was actually terrible. It was a giveaway by the Uniparty. Because this, the one thing that QAnon does do, okay, um, the one thing that QAnon does do to uh, try to justify their bullshit is to claim that Trump is outside both the Republicans and Democrats. He is like an independent force beyond their control on either side of the aisle. And that's why Republicans do bad things, even though he's a Republican and he was a Republican president and is just a Republican. It's, and, and the Republicans are all bending the knee to him, including just yeah. k- killing this bill they asked for. Right, they're exactly. just like, hey, give, give us this. And Biden was just like, okay. And they're just like, Donald Trump said that we don't want this. Said, no, we don't want it anymore. <laughs> it's just like, what, what a bunch of fucking... And then they're just like, and like they're already out there just being like, like Donald Trump getting out in front of it, just being like, they're going to want you to blame, they're going to say that you blame me for this. So feel free to blame me. And it's just like, okay, yeah. I mean, like, I guess that's really the only logical play you could make. But at the end of the day, it's just like, okay, yeah, we will, we will blame you because it's your fault, fucking moron. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> it's so strange. It is such a bizarre series of events that happened here. And, and, like, so- and dude, I didn't like that. Like, I didn't fucking like that bill either. You know, yeah. I'm like, I wasn't exactly like, oh shit, this bill totally rules. Uh, but you know, Republicans were just like, this is what we want. And Biden was just like, okay, I'll reach around the aisle and fully tug you all the way off and give you exactly what you want. And then they're just like, well, Donald Trump said he doesn't like it. So meh. And that was that, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. So it's, it's, it's really hilarious. And it just kind of goes to show how indefensible what he did because his biggest supporters, his most ridiculous cheerleaders, the people that have literally formed a cult around the man are just sort of waiting to figure out how they're going to spin it to make this justifiable. They're just sort of like, yeah, it's really weird that Trump killed the thing that he said he wanted, but I'm sure the boss has reasons for why he did that. I can't wait for them. They're going to be great once we figure them out. And if Trump doesn't tell us, we'll 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 make it up ourselves. We'll decipher the comms. Right, straight exactly. from the King's Cologne. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's uh, let's move on from talking about Trump to, of course, talking about Trump. Uh, in this week uh, of our Lord, it turns out that Donald Trump continued to get his ass paddled in our our, our legal system. Uh, so, uh, Mike, what's the good? Uh, Donald Trump keeps losing in court news for this week. Okay, so this week was very funny because at the start of this week, um, QAnon and all the right-wing pundits were absolutely over the moon because uh, Trump's scheduled uh, court date for January his January 6th uh, election interference trial was actually bumped from March uh, 4th. And all these people were like, told you, Jack Smith ain't got shit. Trump's running this place. Woo, we did it. Victory is ours. He will not stand trial before the election. Done deal. Like, lock it in, baby. And so that happened mostly because the uh, appeal court that was hearing Trump's ludicrous claims for absolute presidential immunity um, that court had yet to release their um, they, they, they had yet to release their decision, and 
so since it was getting close to like when pretrial motions would be filed and all that kind of stuff, the judge was like, okay, we got to move this back or I'm going to take it off the, off the schedule and reschedule at the moment. And then literally a couple days later, the appeal court drops down a 3-0 unanimous ruling saying Trump's claims for immunity are absolute bullshit. There is no leg to stand on on this crap. It's just, this is dog shit. Just fuck this guy and he can go piss up a rope. And so now the next legal step here is, I believe by next Monday, Trump has to file his appeal to the Supreme Court. And then they have to make the decision if, A, they're going to hear the case at all, or and B, if they're going to grant a stay on the case. And people assume that they're going to at least grant a stay, but we'll see. The Most of what I've seen from people is um, that the Supreme Court, if they decline to hear the case, that means the trial will start in June. If they or if they if decline to hear the case, the trial will start probably in like a couple months. If they do hear the case, they'll resolve it by June, and the trial will start after that. And Trump will probably see trial and probably be convicted before election day. I mean, there are people who are like, "Oh, the Supreme Court could fuck this thing up completely if they totally wanted to." But that's the sixty-four dollar question. Really, is just. How much does the Supreme Court want to stick their necks out on behalf of Trump? I mean, it's really just a question of, does Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito think they're going to live for more years? If yes, Trump can go fuck himself. If no, maybe they'll try to figure out some way to fuck shit up. But yeah, so... We let we literally went from uh, a, like a few days of chest beating and people posting memes of like Donald Trump dunking on Jack Smith and oh told you you fucking libs you thought Jack Smith had Trump ha <laughs> idiots bunch of cucks to immediately QAnon quickly pivoting to their default position about this which is. Uh, Hashtag precedent, not president, but precedent Trump. And the bullshit conspiracy theory narrative that they've constructed around this story is that Trump is going through all this stuff intentionally trying to lose because he wants it on the record that presidents don't have full immunity for what they did as president. So that way, George W. Bush. Barack Obama, Joe Biden, and Bill Clinton can all be arrested and convicted for their crimes, whereas Donald Trump has never committed any crimes and will never be arrested for anything because he is completely innocent. So in QAnon world, this is 11D chess slash jujitsu, where Literally all of Trump's screaming on the campaign trail about how he needs immunity or the presidency isn't worth a warm bucket of spit and all of his posting on Truth Social freaking out about how he needs immunity. That's all just theater. That's all just fake fan fiction shit to trick the normies into thinking he doesn't want to lose when secretly master chess player Trump is moving the pieces around the board to make sure that once he wins election in 2024, he can indict and convict all the other living ex-presidents. Even you, Carter, even with you on the death's door, you're not escaping the wrath of Donald Trump once he's back in office and now has the legal justification to arrest all ex-presidents for their crimes because they're not they don't have presidential immunity which is what trump was working to do this whole time 
This was the ultimate you fools, goal. You fell into my trap. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all the ex-living presidents activated Donald Trump's trap card. They all did it. Those suckers. Those absolute rubes. Yeah, I feel bad for GW. What's what's that guy have to now? Probably just painting. He's going to be fucking putting some ink to canvas, and then boom, Secret Service is going to be there, fucking throwing him in irons. He's going to be what yeah. the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, like, guys! I, I, <laughs> oh man, it's so funny, like how. What an unbelievably monstrous piece of shit W was, but like Trump being so even worse than him and being the actual problem that like we're dealing with now, it makes W almost look quaint by comparison. Oh yeah, when, just... when I think back to the GW days, I just it's just like oh, it was sort of weird. We had like it seemed like we had someone's kid brother as our president. Right, we just had this <laughs> at, dumb at the time, war. Everybody was like fucking W, incompetent piece of shit, getting us into war, fucking weapons of mass destruction fucking genocide idiot loser piece of shit but then we had no idea how how bad it was gonna get so now looking back on it it was just like ah, i remember remember when he was like when he, when he was just like now nah, look at this draft and they just fucking just did it that was so funny when he, when he was on the fucking when he was on the the ship with the mission accomplished banner behind him so 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 good whatever and like all the all the, all the great quotes from him what a guy <laughs> Yeah, you can't it's fool amazing. the fooler, you know. That's great. Yes. <laughs> fool, you can't get fooled again. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, what a guy. Lo- lo- love him. him. Let's yeah. what, what, whatever happened. At, let's get him back in office. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I am the decider. Oh my. Oh man, if George W. Bush ever came back into my life, I like I would immediately remember why I viscerally hated him. I mean. My hatred of that man was why I was the nine eleven truther. I believe like, Dude, I just the, wanted those to- uh, those people that made that fucking Comedy Central show about George W. Bush. They were just way ahead of the curve. They needed to wait like twenty years. If they did that now, it'd just be like, ah, oh, that's a great idea. Just just like a sitcom. There's just G. W. and his dumb family in the White House. It's so dumb. <laughs> Oh, it, it would be so great because, like, the, the, the show writes itself where you just have everyone being a moron. You have Jeb being way smarter than everybody, but Jeb just never gets anywhere. And he just ends up, like, failing at the end of every episode. Oh, God. It'd be, I could write that show tomorrow. It'd be the greatest show ever. And I would hate myself for humanizing that. Too bad. They tried to do it when he was still president. And it was like, Ugh, right. what is this? No. Shut up. We, yeah, we get enough of this was... clown on TV every night on the news. Yep, pretty much. Oh, God. Speaking of clowns on the news that we get enough of, uh, guess who's back in our lives, baby? It's Tucker Carlson. And you'll never believe where he decided to pop up Where's Waldo style, or you would perfectly believe it, because the answer ended up being Russia. And the reason ended up being shocking no one interviewing Putin, Uh, (laughs) which is just like an absolutely insane thing for a guy to be doing. Uh, and, uh, th- that's essentially the whole story, but there may be more to it. So for that reason, I'll throw it over to Mike. Uh, yeah. this seems nonsensical. <laughs> yeah. This is hilarious in the sense that Tucker Carlson is just such an aggressive bootlick for anyone who will say shit right wing fucking assholes want to hear he'll do anything. So Tucker Carlson is going to interview Vladimir Putin, or he has already interviewed him, and it will it'll be aired on X in the near future. It, uh, it, it okay. t- presented completely down the down the plate, right down the middle, straight straight across the box. Definitely no hard edits. Definitely no softball questions. Just real real hard hitting journalism. One of the hardest interview to interview people on the planet. <laughs> 
I just I'm just imagining Tucker Carlson asking Putin a question he didn't want to answer, and then like five minutes later, Tucker's just like thrown out a window. Yeah, I mean, we never we, the, the, oh, we would never see that part though. They would edit that out. It would, yes. it would be such a bummer. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't think Elon would be smart enough to, or, or Tucker's people, but the Russian media would just be like, "No, you cannot put that on X." <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> they'd be like, "Yeah, you cannot put that on X." Formerly Twitter, even we call it that because X is a stupid name. It's just like, okay, yeah. calm down, buddy. All right, Ivan, what are you? <laughs> I'm so sick of hearing people call it an ex formerly Twitter. Just call it fucking still Twitter, dude. Like it's it's right. not it's not a human being with thoughts and feelings. You can dead name it. Dead name the fucking shit out of it, dude. Like it's like the, like dead naming is bad if you're doing it to a human being with thoughts and feelings, not a corporate entity. Like the corporate entity will be just fine. I I think I think Acast the the service we used actually published the pod. Acast just literally still calls it Twitter. They don't even do they don't even do the X slash Twitter thing that most companies do in a desperate effort to try to placate Elon. Acast is just like, here's your link for Twitter, because fuck the rename. The rename is dog shit and no one uses it. We don't care. Which makes me laugh. But um Yeah, but the but you know, we we all know that Tucker Carlson is gonna be sitting across from Vladimir Putin asking him questions like, Oh, where where are you gonna put all the statues to the heroes that are defending your country from Ukraine? And like, you know, it's gonna it's good that's a good question. Uh we're probably gonna put them up in Ukrainian land that we've seized from those people because they were Russians all along, you know, and that was just the way it was gonna be, and they had Nazis there and excuse <laughs> The bio labs. Oh god, this is the the thing that's like so funny about this interview is that there are plenty of QAnon people who, I mean, like you have Republicans who won't admit to being Putin dick riders. They just like they're working for Vlad for whatever reasons. But the QAnon sphere is just one hundred percent pro Putin all day, every day, and they are so happy this interview is happening. And they're like, oh shit. Putin's going to tell Tucker all about the bio labs and it's going to pill half of America because they're going to finally hear the truth about what's going on in Ukraine and all the bullshit Western narratives are going to melt away when the hard hitting truth of what's really going on is exposed. And it's like, bro, we, we, we know what Putin's excuses for the war in Ukraine are. We, we know what his excuses for being a dictator are. Like, no interview with Tucker Carlson is going to make anybody go, you know, I used to think one way about Putin, but then I saw his interview with Tucker Carlson, and now I feel the other way about him. There is no persuasion going on here with a Tucker Carlson interview. This is the most, Elle said it earlier, but this is the most aggressive preaching to the choir possible. Like, this is just, you're going to hear what you want to hear and you're just going to be like, oh, God, Vladdy Daddy's so great. He's the best. I love you so much, Mr. Putin. So it's just, it is, it's wild this is happening. But the funniest thing I saw is uh, Tucker made a little misstep with the uh, Russian media where he was like, no one wants to interview Vladimir Putin, but I, brave Tucker Carlson, were. And immediately the Russians came out with a community note for that Tucker tweet where they were like, everyone wants to interview Putin. Everyone, he's the most sought after interview in the world. We have graciously granted this interview to Tucker Carlson. So, uh, Tuck Tuck, don't get it twisted. We're the ones holding the holding the power here. We we got the whip hand. You you not so much, buddy. Not so much at all. Yeah, uh, unsurprisingly, Tucker Carlson thinks America and the world are the same. And you know he's not wrong. <laughs> but you have to you have to keep the mask on. You have to pretend like you know 
that you have to pretend like we're not the fucking greatest. Oorah, America, boom! You know, like, that's us. <laughs> yeah. Lord knows I'm a patriot, you know? Yes. I, I, I keep queuing on clothes under my regular uniform in case, just in case. Like, you know, it's just, <laughs> uh, oh shit, the, the keyboard warriors really did it? Well, I was one of you guys the whole time. <laughs> yes. Hey, Lucia, am I right? I hate her. I, I, I hate how attracted I am to her, am I right, guys? It's the worst. <laughs> exactly. They love talking about uh, her. It's so funny. They're hit with their oh, yeah. hateful boners. Like, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I saw a, uh, it wasn't AOC, but I saw a meme and it was the, uh, it was the cheating, it was the cheating boyfriend meme, but it was reversed where Kelsey was on the right, Taylor Swift is the cheating boyfriend, and Trump is the guy she's checking out. And it was just like, guys, calm down. You're, you're like, you're, you're so angry, but you so want Taylor to be on your side. It's pathetic. disgusting for a variety of reasons. Yes, <laughs> that guy's like a thousand, and she's like yes. thirty or whatever. And also, right, exactly. yuck. yeah, yeah. Also, high yeah, definition yeah, cameras yeah. are not his friend. Like his, no. like he his his orange cream regiment has not advanced with camera technology, and he needs to start getting that shit. <laughs> no. That guy is looking pretty ridiculous. Every every time I see him on TV, I'm just like, how does he not have a single person on payroll that will just be like, let's change? Uh, we we get it, sir. You want to look orange, and for whatever reason, that's your look. But we can we can make you look less orange. He's like, no, <laughs> no, I want visible lines. I want it. I want it to be clear that it's a makeup. I want to look like a pretty makeup person on on stage, but not in a gay way, in a, in a super masculine way. <laughs> There was there, uh, he had a he had a he had a really awesome uh, he did a really awesome makeup job like a week ago where there was a very obvious orange blob on the bottom of one of his ears he was just gobbing that shit on and as you said like you look at his like chin to neckline and it's just there's no blending it's just literal orange to pale it's just that it's just <laughs> yeah well, like I don't know if he's just applying it himself or what but I mean dude it's you know. Th- Camera technology's come a long way. Again, I don't want to belabor the point, but we all look worse on film now than we would have 20 years ago. It's just, it came for us all. You're, you just happen to be on camera more than me, but I'm right there with you, bud. Like, I also look right. shitty on camera now. Uh, and yeah. if, I, if I had to look at, like, if I had HD recordings of me when I was doing my stage performance stuff and I was in stage makeup, I mean, I looked sort of like a clown in photos back then. Like, I'm sure I'd look like a clown now. So <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> Fucking figure it out, though. You're supposed to be like a billionaire. Yeah, you're a billionaire. You're supposed to have staff. You should have somebody on your staff who knows how to apply makeup to your face to give you the orange man good appearance you're desperate for. And instead, he yeah, just, also like, who who got into Donald Trump's head that orange is the color of powerful masculine. Anyway, you know what? We could talk about how ugly Trump is for a while, but it's at some point it even starts to feel it just feels like we're belaboring the point. So instead, let's go to our listener mailbag. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. First listener question. Uh, Is the Donald Trump so fucking ugly? Okay, well. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the greatest thing ever. Oh, man. If only I had thought to commit to the pit that hard. Uh, Sadly, I didn't. And we have a very light mailbag this week. But uh, Pancake Peasant asks, uh, both frontrunners for the U.S. presidential election are quite old. What are the QAnon takes on the VP selection in this situation? Uh, They hate Harris uh, because she's not a white man. And this makes them very nervous that we might have a evil female who isn't even white as our president should uh, old uh, Joey. uh, Yeah. Oh, they would lose it. And and this has been a running bit inside of QAnon for a while is that like that Biden was the Trojan horse that was going to sneak the hard left socialist lunatic Harris into the white house so that she could put all of QAnon into the FEMA death camps. So, uh, and, and in a lot of ways they do want Biden to uh, not be the nominee because as much as they hate Biden, they don't truly hate him because he's an old white guy. So like a lot of the reasons why they hate people are just lost on him. He is just this, He's got the force field of being a cishet white dude that just makes it so they're like, eh, Joe Biden's a pedophile and a crook and uh, but my 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 hate boner it it, it ain't growing it's still limp. Uh, if only there was some secret sauce that would make me hate Joe Biden more. Like if I could accuse him of being a transgender person or if he was wasn't white. Or, oh God, it's just you could like they. They yearn every morning they wake up and they wanted to see the headline, Michelle Obama to replace Joe Biden as nominee. It would be the greatest day in QAnon's lives if that happened. They would just see, Mike, you, you say all that, but at the same time, that, that implies that there's a limit to which they won't accuse somebody of being transgender as a pejorative, which I just don't think <laughs> I don't think most of them have it in them. Some of them are just like Taylor Swift. Boo. Look at the big swing of cock she's got. Obviously a tuck job. Boo. And I'm just like, you're in your fucking mind. Like, what are you, you guys are, you guys are crazy. <laughs> well, uh, some of them are willing to do the, uh, like, the female to male transition as an attack, but they're mostly about, um, they're mostly about trans women. They're mostly about male to female transitioning. And that's the thing that, like, gets them all upset and hot and bothered over. If you you found a picture from, like, a college campus in, like, 1960 or whatever fucking Sleepy Joe would have been college age, because he's a thousand years old, of some woman that just happened to go to his school that, like, if you squinted, sort of looked like Joe Biden, you could present that to any one of these QAnon people and just be like, dude, I found this picture from Joe's school before he transitioned. Shit is wild. And they'd just be like, what? (laughs) That's crazy. Oh, they, they would do it, but I'm just saying it's not. It's just not as mainstream. It's just not as mainstream as Michelle Obama's giant penis, which is what they obsess about every single day of their lives. Maybe if we talk, I, maybe if we talk enough about lady penises on the podcast, uh, Blue Sky will finally start giving me what I want instead. Of, <laughs> you, you know, instead of what I've been getting. <laughs> like, yeah, I've been trying to get the message out there for a while. Blue Sky, like, make it happen. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're supposed to be you're supposed to be the cool social media place, ain't you? Uh, there is like a conspiracy theory out there that literally every uh president is trans. Like every president America has ever had was secretly actually a woman. Again, flat earth flat earth conspiracy theory style why. Like that is like that is like the <laughs> level of why I would have to present to you for that notion. <laughs> Right. The, the, the magnitude of that why would be like, okay, the same magnitude as flat earth theory. Why? To what end? Right. Why the fucking massive conspiracy? Who cares? And also, I, I, feel like tra- I feel like trans people are probably more in tune with the struggle of marginalized individuals than most. I don't think that things could be possibly as bad as they are if all of our presidents were trans. <laughs> You, you think one of, one of our trans presidents would have just sort of been like, you know what? Let's be less harsh on the trans people. I feel because like at the very least they just. Be, I feel like at the very least they'd just be like, I I I believe that like gender affirming surgery should be covered by medical insurance. Right. <laughs> I don't think that'd be too bold of a swing for one of them. You know. <laughs> yeah. But maybe that's just me. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So on the other side of the equation, we have Trump, who is very old and, as Elle has pointed out, seems to be falling apart because his makeup job is uh, not very tip top anymore. Just sort he's of. He's also like losing face weight, so he just sort of looks like a skeleton. Like I don't know. He's very yeah. gaunt. His skin is starting to hang off his face bones. Yeah, like... and he's uh, he, to, this week uh, in, in our latest episode of Trump's uh, smooth brained melting brain issues. He said that uh, under Joe Biden, the supply chain has been falling apart, and he had never even heard of that term before the Biden administration came in and started screwing everything up, and it's been a disaster, just a horrible disaster. So yes, um, our supply chain, it is, uh, it's not working out great, and hopefully it'll improve under Donald Trump. He, the master of the supply chain. He, yeah, he, saw, he no. saw that picture of Joe Biden from back in the day when he was on campus before he got his supply chain. And it was- yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the moment you started saying that, like, oh my god, and he is spiking this this volleyball <laughs> that you read about, just just crushing it. <laughs> but yeah, so QAnon's view of the Trump vice presidential pick is one of great trepidation because um, they're very worried that Trump will somehow be forced into picking a bad vice president a bad vice president who will then 25th amendment Trump and then take over and let the deep state continue to rule us after Trump has been pushed aside. Uh, the, when there was talk that Nikki Haley might get the nomination uh, after, uh, because she fought well and Trump respects that. Like the people were like, no, Nikki Haley is deep state. Nikki Haley is bad. She is an unacceptable veep. So right now they're mostly talking about Ben Carlson, Ben Carson. Um, Michael Flynn, Tuck Tuck, like that's kind of the dream triumvirate right now for them. Uh, although, I mean, they're looking, they're looking for someone that is inoffensive and also a Trump sycophant because they got to make sure that the Veep is totally, totally in lockstep with Trump because they're very much afraid that uh, a bad fate will befall Trump while he's in office to prevent him from fully making the plan come to fruition. I'm just saying, I'm available. Float me a number, you know. Come, yeah. come, come to me with an offer. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see where my morals are. I'm I'm down for the Trump L ticket. That would be uh, that'd be fine. I, <laughs> President L is something I believe America could tolerate and would be probably prosperous and successful under. 
Somebody just comes up to me and just hands me a folded up piece of paper and I open it up and I'm just like, I've always loved Donald Trump. <laughs> He's probably the most he probably, probably the most impressive human specimen we've ever we've ever produced. <laughs> He's the greatest. Oh yeah. So that is uh the Trump Veep lottery that is ongoing. We'll see exactly uh, how that shakes out. Uh, seeing as how Nikki Haley lost to none of the above in Nevada uh, during that primary, not a, not a great look. Her campaign appears to be uh, doing pretty poorly. So, yeah. Well, if it's anything like that TV show, Veep, it's going to be funny, but hard to watch because everybody sucks and is unlikable. So <laughs> That really seemed to be a reoccurring thing in TV for a while where they're just like, you know what? Television shows need no characters you can enjoy. Every character is just a reprehensible scumbag, and you're just sort of hate watching to see them all fail. Yeah, I mean that that that's like the 2010s in sort of a nutshell. It was there, there was like a fucking five to seven year period where a lot of those things were coming out around the 2010s. It was just like fucking like Veep, like you know Veep was like the prestige version of it. But then you've got your fucking It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, your The League, like shit like that, where it's just like ugh, these people are all just these people all just suck. It's like I'd really, I'd really like the like, series finale to just be all these guys like getting on a cruise ship and the cruise ship sinking and then none of them make it. You know that would be great. <laughs> you guys want to make see- a show where we're all we're all we're we're really nice. We're just really nice guys doing nice deeds, being nice. Is it, to everybody? Is it that is it that the show that we record every week called Adventures in Hell World? I don't think so. I I, I thought I thought I was being nice. Yeah, I mean. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> we could go to homeless shelters and stuff. We could like, well, let's not, like, whoa, let's not get crazy. I mean, <laughs> let's not put any actual effort into this. Yes, let's yeah, just be, dude, let's be, let's be regular liberal and talk a big game mm-hmm. and not do anything. <laughs> yeah, hell yes. Sorry, uh, I, no. I, that, 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 that was bubbling out of me. I couldn't choke it back. No, nope, that's fair. <laughs> You know what? So but, sometimes, uh, sometimes you have to evaluate your own your own party. You know, and just be like, "Wow, like, look, like, there's a bunch of terrible people on both sides." <laughs> <laughs> the exact opposite of Trump. <laughs> very, te- very terrible people on both sides. Yeah, yeah dude. That's a, that's a, that's why I did that. That's I, I. That's how I'm going to attract him. As I'm going to be like Trump. Instead of getting a sycophant for your VP, you need somebody who's just you, but the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, speaking about uh, I, the other thing that the television thing you were mentioning, mentioning before, I just keep seeing all these ads for the final season of Curb, and I'm just like, oh my god! You mean that that show was still ongoing? Like I like the fact that I had to read so many critics being like, oh, Larry David with another incredible episode. Like every five minutes of Curb Your Enthusiasm I've watched has just been like nails on a chalkboard. It is the most painful television. I have ever engaged in. It is yeah, brutal. I hate that me- shit too. It, 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 when I heard that more of it was coming out, I was just like, why bother? Doing my shit has been curbed for a while. Like, yes. I, I tried watching a couple episodes of this show, like what feels like 20 years ago. And like, at that point, I was just like, you did it. It's been curbed. Like, I, it, it can be curbed no further. My enthusiasm is at an all time low. Like, at this point, it would be the ground. We would be off of the curbing and we would just be grounding my enthusiasm. So let's keep it at that. Yes. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, our final question for the week is uh, Eric, the deep state operative asks star Wars or star Trek. If neither, what is your favorite franchise? 
Trek. Uh, it's definitely neither of those. Those both suck shit in various ways. They they also have good. Sh- they also got good shit going on in various ways too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, shout shout out to like a lot of the next generation in Deep Space Nine, and shout out to like one and a half or two movies worth of the Star Wars material broken up over nine movies and a few TV shows. Uh, but on on the whole, they both kind of suck in ways that are just sort of like unforgivable. I do like the idea of the Star the Star Trek like utopia of the future where. There's just you. It's just like, well, we we fucking got rid of money and like you progressives did it. They sanded off everyone's edges, and now all we do is spend our time painting pictures and doing poetry or whatever because all our needs are taken care of. I can get, I gotta get behind that. That sounds like an opera, perfectly opera, good good opportunity to be lazy. It's like you know, what my passion is laziness, but it's militarized. <laughs> That's why it's interesting. There's interesting themes. You know, it's like they think they've achieved peace. They think they've achieved this sort of utopia but there is still a lot of conflict and militarization and interesting ethical questions yeah but only in space earth's got it all figured out baby and that's where i live earth (laughs) star Star trek earth seems pretty sweet it's just like dude i I would love to paint all day and not have to worry about my bills and i have to worry about the conflict in the middle east and i have to worry about donald trump yeah Oh, I want some food? I have a replicator. It literally generates food for me. At, at, at will, at, by thought, I can generate things to eat. Cheeseburgers infinitely, and you're not killing cows because right. it's just some type of energy. Yes. I, yeah, I, I, of the two, I definitely prefer Trek more than uh, Star Trek to Star Wars. Um I think someone had a great statement where they were said that like the next generation in the original series is like Star Trek is Starfleet propaganda. Deep Space Nine is the real shit because like they're like, doing all kinds of ugly stuff. And once Roddenberry like passed away, they were able to like kind of make it a little darker and a little more realistic. And I, I did enjoy I, I love Deep Space Nine. I love Next Generation. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to go to my favorite series, like longtime listeners of this show are going to know my answer immediately. It's Babylon 5. Babylon 5 was the best <laughs> sci-fi show. That was like, because the thing I loved about Babylon 5 was they were just like, okay, humans are now joining the aliens. And guess what? Humans are mid-tier. Like that as an idea for a show, it was That's just funny. so crazy that it was just like, yeah, there's five alien races on this show and humanity third place welcome to the bronze medal humanity you are absolutely nowhere near and you're nowhere near gold and silver gold and silver gold is like 10 steps above you and silver is like eight steps above you you lost a war to the mimbari and it wasn't even close and the vorlons would crush the mimbari so it's just like that just the idea that humanity was like mid was awesome and the whole the like Season one of Babylon 5 is a little, like, hit or miss. Seasons two, three, and four are incredible. Don't watch season five. They they didn't know they were making season five when they when they had to make it. But, uh, hey, people got paid, so let them let them make their money. But, yeah, I would definitely say of, like, sci-fi, the sci-fi genre, I love myself some Babylon 5. Uh, I don't really have, like, a, a huge affinity for sci-fi. I mean, I, I like it fine, but I've never really, like, been too gaga for any sci-fi series I can think of off the top of my head. I will shout out John Carter. John Carter's pretty cool. I, I remember reading that when I was a kid. I think my dad, like, got me into some, like, pulp books back in the day, so I read some of the John Carter shit back when I was a kid. And as an adult, I'm just like, oh, sweet, John Carter's sort of, like, the original isekai. He, he doesn't go to a, but instead of like going to a different, like dying and getting resurrected in a different universe, he just finds a magic portal in a cave that brings him to Mars where he's at the shit. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> uh, 
uh, that was just like that, that was just like a, a like a pretty cool idea that I like. You know, for it's like a kid. That sort of power fantasy power fantasy was really neat. Where it's just like, oh, it's like a it's kind of the best of both worlds because you get all the sci-fi stuff of like being on an alien planet, like dealing with aliens and space magic and stuff. But also, he's a stupid Earthling and an American, just like me. I could be the kid that finds the space cave and I can go to Mars and be hot shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I'll, oh, for sci-fi, I mean, I don't know that I consider Terminator to be very sci-fi. It always feels more like an action movie to me, but, like, Terminator was also, like, well, a Well, it's, ab- it's about robots traveling through time, so it is sci-fi. Yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead yeah. and give you, I'll, I'll relieve you of that burden. It's definitely a sci-fi movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But, 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 I mean, like, it, as a franchise, it just kind of, like, it's batting 500 at best, which is not yeah. a great average for like a franchise, like a pop, like this ain't baseball. That's not a good, it's not, no. it's not a good no. average. No. Yeah. It's it's just Terminator one and Terminator two. That's really, that's, and that, that, that's it. Like nothing else. You're a liar. Well, Shut up. Who are you trying to fool? You liked the TV show too. You loved it. You loved it. <laughs> I was contractually <laughs> obligated to love the television show. Uh, but so. I, don't, and I, I don't know why you're, I don't know why you're fronting on the podcast. Look at this front. Look at my grunts for running on the podcast trying to pretend like you didn't love the the Terminator show. Hey, like, can you believe this front right now? Can you believe, dude, our 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 man is our man is for running hard, bastard, fronting bastard. But but I I had to like the television show because I'm a Shirley Manson fanboy. That was required of me. (laughs) So like, God, that was like the dumbest, most obvious thing in the world. If you if you cast Shirley Manson in a television show, I will enjoy it. That's just well, then you be. should have mentioned it when you're talking about how much you love Terminator stuff. What if she ever listens to the podcast and she gets to the <laughs> she gets to the end of the podcast and we start talking about Terminator and she's like, "All right, it's my time because she's British or whatever." <laughs> 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 I I do love that. I, I appreciate you very much giving her the off the boat Scottish accent that she has. <laughs> okay, that, 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 what a weird jag game for us, you know. Okay, so uh, what are you guys looking forward to? Uh, dude, I just ordered Domino's. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Given all of my local food options, each one of them is more incredible than the last. They're so good. I could have spent a bunch of money to get Indian food. Uh, I could have gotten uh, any number of foods from the, the the Far East and the Near East and Greek food and all that stuff. Uh, still, just like you know what, fuck it, Domino's. <laughs> not even one of the local pizza shops. Nope, just boom, Domino's. I'd rather die. I'd rather die, Mike. Today's a Domino's day. <laughs> Fair, fair enough. Sometimes you need trash. So, yes, and oh, and what you know? What I just got a text telling me that my delivery driver Brian is on the way. That means that they are going to be here with my pizza sometime in the next like thirty to forty minutes. <laughs> I hope it's still warm. It oh. won't be, but it will be tasty. <laughs> no, sometimes they get it to be warm, but some, sometimes Domino's will just be like, "You're, you'll get it when you get it." <laughs> you order Domino's, you don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Haley, what, so what are you, you looking, looking forward, forward to? Anything? Well, last week I couldn't remember. If you remember that, do you remember I couldn't remember? And then Mike, I texted you. I was like, oh my God, I just remembered what I was looking forward to. And luckily- It must have been sick. We're getting a Bucky's in Arizona, folks. The gas station based in Texas. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Mike, did you go to one when we went to Texas? 
yeah, we were. I we went to a Bucky's, but it, it was it didn't like blow my socks off. But I just you were wearing the Bucky shirt. We went to a Bucky's, and I had no idea of Bucky's culture until I was in Texas. Now it's everywhere. I saw someone like a week ago post like the solution to the Israel Palestine crisis, and it was literally just a Bucky's logo on top of Israel. Dude, what, like, what, what if we what if we made out under the giant Bucky Buck or whatever that character's name is? Okay, okay, yeah. hell yeah, let's yeah. do it, everybody. Let's all do it. Let's. It'll be a meetup. It'll be a fan meetup. Yeah, the, because the, there's the, enough the, gas the, pumps the, for us all. The, the COVID <laughs> is dead forever. Bucky makeout meetup. <laughs> um, we'll get we'll get the buck nuts, the Bucky nuts, or whatever they're called. Um, if it goes well at the makeup meetup, some number of people will for sure be getting the buck nuts. I got, I got a sticker that's right here on my desk from when we went to Bucky's Mike. Hold on. Let me see what it says. It says the beaver at night is, is big and bright. And then I got a magnet that says Bucky, uh, that says beaver fever. And then I got a Bucky's t-shirt that says don't mess with Texas. And, um, yeah, I went a little buck wild, um, with the... (laughs) With the merch, when we went, I got almost no merchandise in Texas because it was just Texas, and I was like, <laughs> I think I got a, I got a magnet with the um, the historical plaque on the uh the 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 school Texas depository, school depository. Yep. and how it's you could kind of see that it's carved allegedly, the, but it's not as yeah. carved as bad as the real one. Yeah. No, it's just kind of underlined. Cool. But I loved that right. so much, so I had to get a ma- I had to get a magnet of that, and that's basically all I got. Is ter- in terms of it, it, it was mainly photos. I mainly took photos. Uh, but when I went to Bucky's, I spent like a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I got you're, all you're, my you're friends Bucky's Bucky stuff. I was like, I need to get everybody the beaver. I need to get people some snacks. I know some of my friends love snacks. That was all I like loaded up on was Bucky's stuff. Your, your, your Bucky's thirst could not be quenched. I appreciate yeah. that. But you see, the thing that I'm disappointed in is that I didn't want Bucky's in Arizona, actually, because I feel like Bucky's is a culture outside of Arizona. It's Texas. It's all the other states that have it. What is it like? Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee, all those. But Arizona has a really kitschy gas station already down near tucson it's actually in a place called dragoon and it's called it's it's just a gas it's a gas station that has been turned into the thing museum which is a fake museum with fake lore um that claims that like this fake alien race Right, we, we we you you have explained the thing museum to us before. Yeah, I love the thing so much. And then at the end, it shows you what the thing is, and it's just like a fake mummy. Um, yeah, <laughs> like the thing did nine eleven. You know, like there's that's, a scene where the thing does nine eleven. There's a there's a scene that actually there's like a fake there's there's like a replica, uh, like car with Winston Churchill and like an alien driving him as his driver. Like it's a full size thing of the thing, and um. It's fun. Dinosaurs are involved. There's a lot of you could be I, I personally can spend a long time in there and there is so much merchandise. And I personally wanted that to become like a statewide franchise. But instead, we're getting Bucky's moving in. I hope it doesn't affect the thing in any way. It's far away from where the thing is. But I am excited for Bucky's because I want some more beaver merch. Ayla loves beaver. We've always said this. <laughs> yes. And, well, hang on for- uh, I'm looking. Yeah. Always the juiciest. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And uh, I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl, mostly because I think the Chiefs are going to win, and that will make a lot of people absolutely insufferable. So yeah, you're thrilled for people being insufferable. Oh, dude, I, I'm actually pretty excited about it. I'm gonna get an I'm gonna get an usher performance, Mike. and then the Kansas City Chiefs are gonna become the new dynasty and be crowned America's team. And then everybody is gonna piss all over their pampers. And then Taylor Swift is gonna be on screen. And then those people are then gonna shit into their pampers, and they're gonna just roll yes. around in their pampers filled with shit and piss. And I'm gonna love it. Oh, it's gonna be so great. Like I just I I actually have had people tell me, oh yeah, San Francisco is gonna win this game, and I. Just can't I can't wrap my head around it. You do understand who the coach of the San Francisco 49ers is. This is the guy who literally blew the twenty-eight to three lead against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. This is a man who cannot handle the bright lights. If the 49ers I mean, win, God bless them. But I don't think it's gonna happen. So I hope that Taylor wears a dress that is a, a explicit Illuminati symbol. It's just the Illuminati symbol. And I, oh, I hope God. she keeps putting the triangle up on her forehead throughout the game. Every no, time well, she did, a touchdown she, happens. She, she, she needs to have her hair set up where, like, one of her eyes is always obscured by her hair at all times. <laughs> just, oh, I'm just like, I'd be, I just, I just, yeah, I want, I want Taylor to be all Illuminati comms all the time. She's just the greatest thing in the world. Just drive these people even nuttier than they already are. As a low level pervert who thinks that Taylor Swift is getting more attractive every single year, uh, I think she's doing just fine. And whatever she chooses to wear in any given moment is just fine. And she was just very good in it. And keep doing your thing, Taylor. Uh, I care a little bit about more. I care, I care a little bit more about you every single day. It seems like I'll be a Swifty in no time. You dig? <laughs> That's probably not going to be true. Right? I, st- I still don't really care about her music at all. But she's attractive and talented and like pretty business savvy. So it's it's hard not to respect her. And again, her and Jelly Roll and that other mystery person just actually being into that song. I was just like, yeah, right on. Taste it. <laughs> Havers of taste. Anyway, yes, yes. So that's going to do it for uh, for us for the week. Thank you so much for joining us or for listening to the show. It's time for us to uh, click our heels together and uh, vanish mysteriously and magically out of Hell World for the week. If you want to support the show, take our fast car out of Hell World. Uh, no, uh, you know what that 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 would have been that would have been a better one, and I regret having not done it. But I am distracted by the fact that my pizza will be here any moment. Thank you for listening to the show. If you want to support the show for free, but even harder, you can do so by giving us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast from. If you want to give us money, we will accept it at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics. We're donating $5 or more per week uh, or per month. Uh, we'll give you access to our str- uh, a slate of bonus content, 40-plus hours of which, all sorts of stuff, including our breakdowns of uh, pop media. And uh, currently, Haley and Mike talking about uh, the JFK assassination. Fun stuff. Uh, thank you so much for this week's new beautiful baby, a beautifuler baby, Mel K, a uh, $2 beautifuler baby. Welcome to the crib. And allegedly, e, our, our, uh, allegedly our friend Naya Yates, uh, who apparently we did not shout out uh, previously when they we became apologize. a member of the crib. And that is Mike's fault. Uh, Mike is the one who is supposed to tell me when to shout you out. Please so I blame Mike and I wash my hands of this. Uh, but thank you to uh, our two most recent beautifuler babies and all the beautifuler babies who are already in the crib. We love you so much. If you have money and you don't want to give it to us, you can donate it to love146.org as an example of a way to do some good with it. They're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. Thanks as always to DJ Minimal Effort for the use of our original intro song, remixed accidentally by Mike Rains. Thanks for Frosty, our buddy who does our voiceover work. You find on uh, Blue Sky now at Frosty VO. They are our uh, voice of Q and all of our bumps and our content warning. Uh, thank you so much for Frosty. 
Uh, you can find the show on Twitter at Hellworld with a Q instead of an O. Me on Blue Sky at Mysterious L. Haley on various social media at Arizona Right Watch. Uh, and Mike Reigns, of course, on various social media at Poker Politics. So for another successful episode of the Adventures of Hellworld podcast, I have been one of your hosts, the Mysterious L, joined as always by our co-host, uh, Haley, a.k.a. Arizona Right Watch, and our expert in all things QAnon crazy, Mike Reigns, a.k.a. Poker and Politics. Good speed, Patriots! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.